I want you to hit me as hard as you can. Nobody even asked him if he could act, and Carlton agreed, he couldn't. They just slapped this young rapper with his own TV show and, you know, hoped for the best. And the best is exactly what Will Smith would bring us. The best of TV, the best of music, the best of movies, and the best of music that's in those movies. I remember during the Y2K days, Mr. Smith declared this the Willinium. And that was correct. He was the king, Richard, of all things entertainment. Until he had the best and worst night of his career. And life, maybe. It was all slapped away in an instant. Oh, wow! Here's a funny behind-the-scenes story here at Joe Blow. Not too long ago, we were putting together a list of WTF celebrities to cover in the future, and Will Smith was pretty much considered a WTF untouchable. Why would we make a what the f video on the biggest movie star in the world? Well, just a few months later, Will Smith went from the top of the world to the top of the fucking WTF list. So yeah, what the f happened to Will Smith? Welcome to Earth. Before we begin, I just want to say thanks for watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. Also, click that bell to get those notifications if you like notifications about this kind of stuff. Now, do you know what time it is? It's that time again. It's time to get started for the, 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 the show. But to truly understand what the fuck happened to Will Smith, we must begin at the beginning of the beginning began when he was born on his birthday, 1968, West Philadelphia. And in that West Philadelphia where he was born and raised as a child on the playground where he would spend most of his days, he would chill out, max, and relax all cool, all while shooting some b-ball outside of, you know, school. Apparently, at this time, a couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble in his neighborhood. He would end up getting in one little fight, and his mom got scared, so he would start a rapping career without any of those motherfucking bad words. Beginning in 1985, Will Smith would collaborate with DJ Jazzy Jeff, and the two released their single, Girls Ain't Nothing But Trouble. This brought them to the attention of Jive Records, who would release their hit single, Parents Just Don't Understand, that would go on to win the first ever Grammy Award for Best Rap Performance in 1989. And sometimes, when you suddenly come into a vast amount of money, you don't really know how to deal with that vast amount of money, you know, like the taxes and stuff. Well, yeah, Smith would underpay his income taxes for years, resulting in the IRS assessing him a $2.8 million tax debt. Luckily, it was at this time that Will Smith met producer Quincy Jones, who gave Smith a script and had him audition for the head of NBC without any preparation or any acting experience. Moments later, he would draft up a contract in the limo, and the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was born. Over the course of this hilarious series, Will Smith would be nominated for two Golden Globe Awards and an NAACP Award. Fresh Prince would go on to be hailed as one of the best sitcoms ever made. And yeah, this was constantly on the TVs in the 90s, and it was amazing. Will Smith was hilarious. This lovable goofball showed the world what physical comedy truly could accomplish. And after some practice and some training and some hard work, Will Smith was able to transform his God-given talents 
that he was using just in music into the art of acting. How come he don't want me, man? The chemistry of the whole cast was amazing to watch. They just don't make sitcoms like this anymore. And everyone could instantly feel Will Smith's superstar vibes coming off our little TV sets. Back in the 90s, the 1990s, you know, the late 20th century. Oh, hey, look at this. Chris Rock was in The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Interesting. I'm just saying, isn't that interesting? Hmm. This bitter feud seems to go back to the beginning. He conquered the world of music, then he conquered the world of television. So it was time for Will Smith to set his sights on becoming the biggest movie star in the world as well. Of course, all that was derailed in 1989 when he got arrested for allegedly almost blinding a record promoter after assaulting him. Will Smith assaulting someone? What? Oh, get the f- Fuck out of here! However, all charges were eventually dismissed, and Will Smith could get right back to his big screen acting career. That started with the films Where the Day Takes You, Made in America, and Six Degrees of Separation, where Will Smith plays a character who is a man who happens to be sexually attracted to people of, of that same gender, and in 1993 that was controversial. But it did show that early on Will Smith was willing to take risks as an actor. Hello. 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 But it was his role in Michael Bay's debut film, Bad Boys, in 1995 that would bring him to the big leagues. Bad Boys would pull in $141.4 million worldwide and launch a franchise that is still going to this day, with the sequels Bad Boys 2 and Bad Boys for Life, which was the highest grossing film of 2020 because nobody went to the movies that year because they shut the whole f***ing world down. But yeah, I hear they have another sequel gearing up soon, but of course, after recent slappy events, uh, we're not really sure what's gonna happen. After Bad Boys 1, it would be Will Smith's next two big projects that would truly make him a super duper superstar, with the summer blockbusters Independence Day and Men in Black, both times saving the world from aliens. That was like his thing back then. Both of these films, Independence Day and Men in Black, were released over the July 4th holiday, and with their $1.4 billion combined worldwide gross, Smith was hailed as the King, Richard, of the Independence Day box office. Not only would Men in Black spawn two more successful Will Smith-led sequels that combined made over $1 billion at the global box office, Unfortunately, we did not get a tie-in rap song for Independence Day, which would have been awesome. We did get a tie-in rap song for Men in Black, titled Men in Black. And yeah, Men in Black would reignite his passion for music, with this song being his first single released as a full-fledged solo artist, Will Smith. In 1997, Will Smith would wed Jada Pickett, and they would soon welcome two children, son Jaden and daughter Willow who are just lovely. Of course, their marriage would be an unconventional one, with tales of it being open, an open marriage. 
their open book relationship would become popular fodder with Jada Pickett's talk show Red Table Talk, where she would discuss these extramarital relationships, something many people feel have taken their toll on Will Smith. And sometimes, when something takes a toll on you, at some point you will snap! But more on that later. Smith's film career would see another hit in 1998 with the release of the quite excellent thriller Enemy of the State that critics said secured Will Smith's action movie star status and would go on to gross over $250 million worldwide. What the hell is happening? I blew up the building! Why? Because you made a phone call! Of course, Will Smith would notoriously pass on playing Neo in The Matrix. He didn't understand it. Instead, he would go on to star in one of the biggest box office bombs in film history. The big screen adaptation of Wicked Wicked Wild Wild West. Will Smith recently said that this film is a thorn in his side. And of course, he had a tie-in rap song, Wild Wild West, which would win a Razzie for Worst Original Song, as well as winning Worst Screen Couple with Kevin Kline. However, of the film's nine Razzie nominations, Will Smith would not be nominated for Worst Actor. So that's saying something, I guess. I don't know, I kind of think a lot of people are too hard on Wild Wild West. Yeah, it's not good, but at least it's trying something. No, it's bad, never mind. At the turn of the Willennium, Smith would have his next multi-platinum record with Willennium. It was awesome. It was bumping all over the the radio and the, the, the music charts. All of us 90s kids, we thought we were so cool blasting that Will Smith music. You know, because they didn't have one of those f***ing bad word stickers. This would be followed by a box office bomb called The Legend of Bagger Vance, which is a nice film, but it is, you know, it's some desperate Oscar bait. But Will Smith would bounce right back, critically at least, in 2001 by receiving his first ever Academy Award nomination for Best Actor in the Michael Mann-directed biopic Ali, about Muhammad Ali. However, Ali did not sting like a bee at the box office. It was a commercial flop because it was really expensive. But who cares about money right now? It's about the art. And Will Smith, he loves his art so much that he transformed his body in order to portray this legend. He put on weight, muscle. He was no longer the skinny little fresh prince. He was the king, Richard. Get to your television set, get to your radio, because I have never wanted to whoop a man so bad. Oh, wow! I respect Will Smith so much for taking on the role of Muhammad Ali. It would be hard for anyone to recreate the energy and charisma and body of this legendary boxer. It is a truly powerful performance that sometimes his celebrity status gets a little distracting, but gosh darn it, Smith gives it his all and he does a gosh darn good job. <laughs> This was followed by the sci-fi hit iRobot and the animated film Shark Tale, which I thought was horrible, but it made a little bit of that Nemo money, so, huh. While in 2005, he would appear in the hit romantic comedy Hitch that managed an impressive $371 million worldwide, and he accompanied it with a song called Switch. Get out. Oh, wow! Before grabbing his second Oscar nomination, well-deserved, 
for playing another true life figure in the pursuit of happiness intentionally misspelled with a Y. This was opposite his son, Jaden. Will Smith took a little risk on this one, not fighting any aliens or robots or anything, just fighting back tears and fighting the oppressive system in order to achieve his, his happiness. But hopefully he spells it right. It was nice seeing him show off his dramatic side. I got here one time, I was in line, I, I, I came from work, I got my son, I was here one time, we were here one time! The next few years would see Will Smith appear in some commercial hits and some critical flops, but they all made money. Whether it was the $585 million grossing I Am Legend, which is a pretty badass movie, gets to fight some vampire zombie things with a dog, the $629 million grossing drunken superhero flick Hancock, worst title ever, the $169 million grossing Seven Pounds, where I think he tries to kill himself with a jellyfish, or the M. Night Shyamalan piece of garbage After Earth, which somehow made $243.8 million. Again, opposite his son. And critics and everybody else called this possibly one of the worst movies ever made. He had a cameo in Anchorman 2, and would appear as Lucifer in Winter's Tale. He would also star in the con artist film Focus, followed by the true life story Concussion, where he would try his best at an accent, and Concussion would court some controversy for its lack of an Academy Award nomination for Will Smith's performance, with his wife Jada Pickett saying that she was going to boycott the ceremony. That year's host, the hilarious Chris Rock, would address the Jada controversy in his opening monologue, something that Will Smith seems to have remembered years after, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Jada boycotting the Oscars is like me boycotting Rihanna's panties. <laughs> I wasn't invited. But yeah, instead of doing Independence Day resurgence, or whatever, he would join the world of comic book movies as Deadshot in the critically maligned yet almost $750 million grossing Suicide Squad. The first one. Much has been written about this film, with its studio interference, and director David Ayer saying that there's a much better cut of the film ready to go. Will Smith joined the rest of his castmates by endorsing the hashtag release the air cut. It worked for Snyder. But yeah, this is a horrible, horrible movie, and Will Smith's star power couldn't save it, which made us first start going, hey, what the fuck happened to him? But it was, it still wasn't enough. Then he appeared in another film that was critically panned, yet somehow was a financial success, Collateral Beauty. And he would reunite with David Ayer for the Netflix original film Bright. And this was at a time where making a Netflix movie was kind of unusual for a big star. After Will Smith did a Netflix movie, everyone's like, okay, I guess we, we all can. Critics said that Bright was both boring and bad. However, the film remains one of Netflix's most watched original films ever. I thought it was all right. Thought it got more hate than it deserved. It's like that Pixar movie, but if Max Landis wrote it. Then Disney announced that Guy Ritchie would be making a live-action Aladdin. And everybody was thinking, who could possibly replace Robin Williams? And the answer is nobody. But they did make a smart choice with Will Smith. Because he has energy and he's funny like the genie, like Robin Williams, but in a completely different way. So you wouldn't really have to compare the two. 
much better than just casting another fast-talking comedian. And I kinda don't like this new live-action Disney remake stuff, but you know, nothing can stop Disney from doing this, so casting Will Smith as the genie? Pretty good choice. He would finish out 2019 by appearing in the box office bomb Gemini Man, directed by Ang Lee, where old Will Smith went face-to-face -face with new Will Smith. And I didn't really realize that, because Will Smith, he's aged nicely, and I couldn't even, like, tell the difference. He doesn't wrinkle, he doesn't crack. This was followed by the animated hit Spies in Disguise, where Will Smith plays a spy who gets turned into a pigeon. Why not make a movie with that plot? Why not? Plus, he is executive producer on Cobra Kai, which is awesome. Because, you know, Jaden was in that reboot thing. Hey, Will Smith, that's how you'll do a comeback. Join Cobra Kai as a disgraced actor who publicly hit somebody or something. I don't know. It could work. And he's also producing Bel Air, which is a reboot of The Fresh Prince of Bel Air, but, you know, without the fun and the comedy. After releasing his memoir, titled Will, Mr. Smith would earn some of the best reviews of his career for his performance as Venus and Serena Williams' father in the film King Richard. The film was not a box office success, pulling in just $38.4 off a $50 million budget. Yeah, $38 million? That's nothing for a Will Smith movie, right? But the acting was so good that nobody cared about the money. Critics praised the film and Will Smith's towering performance. Everyone was so happy for Mr. Smith. This would finally be the year that he would get the recognition he deserves. He was riding that wave of success, snatching up best actor statues from nearly every award show on his way to be the best actor sure thing at the Oscars. Everyone knew this was his year. And, unfortunately, it was. On the night of March 25th, 2022, on what should have been the biggest day of his entire career, Will Smith would show the world a different side by stepping onto the stage and assaulting comedian Chris Rock for a G.I. Jane joke that originally Will Smith was laughing at. Yet when he turned to Jada and she gave him the stink eye, in an MK Ultra Winter Soldier type way, Will Smith jumped out of his seat, target locked onto Chris Rock. And then Will Smith did the unthinkable. As Chris Rock would eloquently put it, slap the shit out of him. Will Smith would walk back to his seat with a slight smug smile while Rock just stood there. And the rest of the world also just stood there. At this moment, everyone was still confused as to whether this was fake or real. But those questions were quickly put to rest when Smith yelled out from his seat the now infamous words, Keep my wife's name out your f***ing mouth. Less than 30 minutes later, after an assault that millions of people witnessed, Will Smith was allowed to accept his Oscar for Best Actor and give a long, self-serving speech. That was like the worst apology ever, because it wasn't one. He was just like, I'm like King Richard, I care a lot about my family. 
And I f***ing hate G.I. Jane. It's like Ridley Scott's worst movie. After the assault, many came out against the actor, with him resigning from the Academy before they could hand down their 10-year ban against him. And of course, all of this happened on the year that I decided to not watch the Oscars. So now I kind of want to start watching them again, which makes me think. Was this just a publicity stunt to rescue the Academy Awards from its failing ratings? Was this staged? Or was it simply just an Illuminati humiliation ritual? Since the slap. I love how everyone refers to it as the slap. Like it came from Thanos or something, the blip or the snap. But this is the slap. Everything changed after the slap. Where were you when you first heard about the slap? Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth! I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I could, oh, okay. But yeah, since the slap, Will Smith has reportedly been doing some soul searching, going to therapy, going on a spirit cleansing trip to Mumbai. Recently, it was revealed that Will seems to have had a premonition about his downfall. He was interviewed by David Letterman on his new Netflix show, and this was before the slap. And Will Smith said he had a dream where he saw all of his money and fame and respect slip away. Dreams really do come true in Hollywood. Oh! Oh! In one night, one instant, Will Smith went from being one of the most beloved to one of the most polarizing figures in Hollywood. Just like a complete U-turn, like he hit that button on the Men in Black thing, but it was like bad. Ooh. He was building a legacy that seemed to be indestructible. However, we must all remember that sometimes just one bad decision can derail everything you've worked for. Whether it was starring in Wild Wild West, or assaulting a legendary comedian on live television. But the fact remains that Will Smith is a tremendous talent, with his album selling over 10 million copies worldwide. And his box office intake is over 4 billion with a B. He is a master of all genres, and we could all learn a lesson from Will Smith. Well, we could all learn two lessons from Will Smith. One is that even though you don't start out as a great actor, just some hard work and determination can get you all the way to that Oscar stage. Lesson two, don't slap anyone while you're on that Oscar stage. <laughs> oh, wow! I believe that his legendary career is yet to be determined. Only time will tell. We have forgiven far worse from other people in Holly Weird. But one thing is absolutely sure. We should never underestimate Mr. Smith's willpower. And that is what the f happened to Will Smith. Love will make you do crazy things. Sorry.